My name is Thomas J. Bepko, and I've been in the mortgage and real estate industry for over 17 years. I've hit rock bottom and been able to come back with a vengeance through gratitude, consistency, and resilience. Through the same principles, I've been able to grow my teams, scale my businesses, and mentor others to do the same. It's going to be about Thomas Bepko's story, about my story. Certain things that drive people, and, and I believe that there's a rare breed out there, and some of them don't even know that they have. 16th year in the business, I started taking social media seriously. Immediately, I saw the results. You have to help people. You have to do the right thing a day at a time. Through my experience, I can help a lot of people. A lot of people can relate to the things that I've been through. We want to take you and push you to that limit to get you to where you want to be. And all I knew how to do was work. I knew how to work hard. I just didn't stop no matter what life threw at me. What's up, everybody? Thomas Bepko here, episode 19 of the Thomas Bepko podcast. And I have my beautiful wife, Lila Sussman Bepko. Hi, honey. Hi. And back by popular demand, she's here. And we're going to talk about therapy today and maybe some of the issues that we have faced in our relationship and how we've been able to work through them through hard work and therapy, through being able to be vulnerable at certain times that creates intimacy, right? So you want to just start there? Honey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? So good. I'm so happy you're here. I'm excited. You're tough to get on the show. <laughs> busy. You're, I'm a you're busy, busy. Girl. You are super busy. You've got your own practice, right? You've got your also your big practice, two practices you're working on. So I'm super proud of you. And I love Thanks, you very honey. much. I love you too. So I want to help. It wasn't some. always like that. I know. I want to help. I want to help some people if they're struggling with their relationships. Because this is, this is, like, I learned so much from you, obviously, pre Gogs, pre Lila. You know, I've always had, I've had some issues, right? I don't know if sometimes you love me for, because I was a big project, or you just <laughs> love me for, for how open I was. My right? toughest patient. You were my toughest, <laughs> toughest client. And now my husband. Uh, we weren't patient. We met. We actually dated. We were never therapy people. We were never. I was never her patient. But. No, you actually could lose your license for that. So oh, thank can you, you for yeah. Thank oh, you. For oh yeah, you can't date your clients. No, absolutely. Yeah, not. that's a no, a big no, no, no. So you were never really my client. Uh, ever. Just my biggest challenge. There we go. Better way to put yes. it. Yes. So what do we? What kind of issues? I think we should talk about that. So, and like how you know we worked and through it in therapy and how committing to one another was really like what we needed to get to where we are today. Nothing's perfect, but I think it's important for people to understand why couples therapy or even individual therapy is so important to get to a good place in your relationship. Yes. It's not, therapy's not for crazy people, right? I don't know if there's connotation, right? Bad connotation. A stigma. A stigma, negative stigma that therapy is for crazy people. I mean, look, Crazy people need therapy. They probably need more than therapy, right? But from my experience, therapy was just I wanted to work on a specific area in my life that I wanted to excel at or be better at, whether mm -hmm. it's my money issues, developmental issues, commitment issues, right? And th through my experience, my alcoholism, my, my putting down the booze, right? I, because I was able to put down the booze through AA, that actually opened me up to therapy again. Before was I in therapy when we started dating, or right when we started dating, I got back. Into right when we started dating, you got back into therapy. Then you stopped, and then I was always encouraging you to go. But yeah. when we we ended up breaking up because of your commitment issues, and yeah. then we started going to therapy together, and that's when we really when once you were really committed to the process, because people can go to therapy. 
because their wife tells them to or because yeah. their friend tells them to or it's if you're doing it for somebody else it's really not super effective um you really have to want to get better there's a there's a saying or not a saying there's a part in the alcoholics anonymous book that says job or no job wife or no wife it means you do the work for you and only you not to get the girl back not to get the house back not to get out of jail Right. And that, that was for me, from my experience, like I, you know, everybody thinks I'm going to put down the booze or I'm going to, you know, control whatever the alcoholism or the, the, the gambling, whatever someone's issue is. I'm not saying addiction is the only issue, but there's other issues, but it, it can definitely be nonproductive. Yeah. Right? If you don't want to get better or you don't want to really make a change in your relationship, it's really not going to be too productive. So even as a therapist, it's challenging. Sometimes you find yourselves working harder than the client. That's like a, th- a theme that therapists will say, like, don't work harder than your client. If you're trying harder than they are, they're not really motivated or committed. Usually you're really supposed to stop seeing them or you call them on that and see where that goes. You know, and that can be a part of the therapeutic process. And you kind of tie them down into admitting that I'm not ready, but that's okay. That's a step in the right direction because they can admit that they weren't ready and maybe now they're willing to Right, do or it. they don't. and you, They're never going to be ready. You stop the process. Oh, yeah. But I think. Can you fire a client? Yeah, you refer them elsewhere. Or you, you, <laughs> That's such a therapeutic way yeah, to Yeah, you refer it. them elsewhere. Or you can just say, I don't think that I'm helping you anymore. So, you know, and sometimes that can light the fire under their, the client's ass. Absolutely. To really start to look at that. But looking at your shit is painful, right? And a lot of people avoid really doing the work on themselves because it's easier to not look at the hard stuff, right, or the pain or the trauma we've been through or why we're still fucked up. People really try to avoid that. So going to therapy and really being committed to working on yourself is a brave thing. And I think in society, like, there's this, you know, theme for men that they're not supposed to cry or they're supposed to be tough. But really being vulnerable, in my experience, is harder than, you know, it's, it is being tough because it's hard to be vulnerable. It's hard to cry. It's hard to express your deepest pain. You took the words right out of my mouth because I thought I was a big tough guy, but right. I didn't want to give – I was scared. It's shitless. Scared shitless to get vulnerable. You used to call me on all the time. And I'm like, but I don't know how to be vulnerable. I didn't really know how to be vulnerable. I had to train myself and work on myself and figure out the reasons that was holding me back from being able to be vulnerable first, right? And I can work on that shit. And then it op- opens me wide open. Now I love being vulnerable. Yeah, you know? and I think for you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but when you first went to therapy, you were just kind of like, okay. I was doing it to, yeah, you're not married to your therapist either, right? Like I, I don't know, like you could go to certain therapists and – Use them for certain reasons, like go see them for specific reasons and different specialties, right? And then if relationships are your issue, but then you go, you have an addiction problem too. Like, can you, like, I had, I've been through a lot of therapists. I've now been with my therapist for five years, four years, probably four years, probably four years religiously. I, I mean, he's, you know, he's helped us in our relationship. I mean, he basically say he helped us through our worst times. I think we should talk about that a little bit. Okay. Let's let it so, rip, honey. Well, I think my, to, before what I was saying, when you first went to therapy, so we were dating for about two years and you were not really committed to me. And so I wasn't aware of that, maybe a little bit of denial. I think a lot of times when there's someone that's more committed than the other, it's difficult, like I was just saying about therapy, why it's hard to own yourself. It's also hard to like really admit the person's not committed to you, right? Denial can kind of 
serve you in some way. It's it's not productive in the long run, but it's easier day to day to stay in denial, right? About your drinking, if someone's cheating on you, whatever's going on. It's if hard to accept. Child has a serious issue. It's hard to accept because then you have to face it. It's all about the acceptance, right? And so and what you're going to do with it once you accept. That's it. really challenging. So I I started to be able to after we really got to know one another, and your son was in my life, and you know I was living with you. I started to really notice the red flags that you weren't going to commit Ouch. to you. you Ouch. That you weren't going to commit to me. And that maybe, you know, like we weren't on the same page and we wanted different things. We honestly never had a toxic relationship. We were always able to communicate. But I started to really feel like I was clear what I wanted in my life, which was marriage and the next step. And I wasn't there yet. I you wasn't weren't clear. there yet. Because I was stuck in a 25-year-old head. Hey, some 25-year-olds are ready to commit. So (laughs) that's ageism. (laughs) You were just, you were scared of it from your past and from, so, so. I think it was one of the, one of the major issues I had in my life that I was scared to work on and I ran from it. I had to deal with the booze first, right? And that shit, I had to get through that. And then I ended up. I didn't, yeah, I didn't want to, I didn't know, I, I don't know. I ended up doing it, right? And it was the best thing I ever did, and I consistently do it, right? I fucking do work, what? On, work on myself. Like, the commitment issues we worked on, one piece that I I had to do a lot of work, like, a lot of work for it. It's, can, you know, God willing, I was able to get through that, right? Through the therapy and through my relation, through our relationship and communicating and us doing our own therapy and you having your own therapist. I mean, we... Our therapists got therapists, right? We talk to your parents a lot, but we communicate and we want to work well, it out. we've learned how to communicate. We've learned, yeah. That's something I think it's like important to talk about how therapy is really helpful. So when we first went, we actually were broken up because yeah. you wouldn't commit to me. So I... It was difficult few sessions. Moved out. And then I was like, if you're committed to this and you really want to prove to me that you're different, show up at my therapist's office. So that's right. fast forward four or five years now... That's TJ's therapist who he sees every week. Oh, was it? He's what? amazing. Yeah. Him. That's right. What yes. And so um, TJ was really, really, really committed. He showed up every week um, and he really started to get vulnerable. That was the biggest shift I saw. You went from like kind of having excuses Tough to really guy, yeah. having answers. You let your walls down. That was the biggest shift I saw. And, you know, a lot of people would say to me, how do you, how do you know he's going to change? How do you know he's not going to hurt you again or that he's actually going to commit to you? And through the therapeutic process, I was able to let my walls down and be vulnerable. And so people think, again, that being vulnerable is, like, weak or soft, and it's, it's the complete opposite. It's tough to Except that you have to be vulnerable. Like, it can be familiar in the comfort, right? It's uncomfortable to be vulnerable right. at first. It's uncomfortable to be right? uncomfortable. Yeah. So, and it, okay, I'm not saying we're not, we're not perfect, but I'm not perfect by any means, but it it's definitely helped, right? Even, even smaller issues, even like, you know, stupid stuff. Some of the, some of the problems we have, we still work them out because we figured out how to communicate. It's not easy. I, it's, 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 I mean. Communicating love, takes being vulnerable. Okay. And so, like, properly communicating. So a lot of times people, you know, will come see me, couples, and what they have to do to get better is not difficult. It's not a difficult process, but it can be incredibly challenging, if that makes sense. So, you know, sometimes 
it, one of the biggest things I see is people being afraid to be vulnerable. So they don't want to share that they feel rejected or they don't want to share that they feel left out by their partner or that their partner's valuing work over them or that their feelings were hurt or they have a fear from their past trauma because then you have to face it. But if your partner doesn't know that, that's one of the most important things in a relation, relationship is being able to be honest. And I use the term being seen, I mean, being authentic, being real. If you want to get realness and authenticity back, you have to give it. So if somebody doesn't know your past or know your triggers or know the traumas that have happened to you in your life, they're really not going to know who you really are. And in order to be in a successful relationship, you have to know who the person is. And that can take time. But once you're able to be vulnerable, if you're with the right person, they usually can kind of nurture the vulnerability, not not bring it out more. Like oftentimes we attract when we're not in a good place the wrong person or somebody that triggers our insecurities even more. And usually that's not good. And that's where, you know, like you said, you had to do a lot of work on yourself first to be able to commit even to the look, couples therapy. Yeah. So even if, look at my commitment right. stuff. There was a lot of shit before that. I get, I'm, that's not an excuse. That's just the story. I, maybe I should have oh, done that first, but I believe there was a lot of other shit that I had to get through. And then I punted that. I didn't want to deal with that. I knew I had those issues. Right. Like, I always had those issues. And, uh, but it's know. hard if you're not like stable enough to be vulnerable or strong enough or secure enough. It's very difficult to be in a relationship. It's like that saying, if you don't love yourself enough first, how right, how can you love somebody else? So you can't. you also can't be in a relationship – to fill the voids, right? It's like you, you want to have yourself to give to the other person, and that's usually how, you know, non-toxic, successful relationships happen. So, yeah. Yeah. How I was saying how you need to individually do the work, too, and that you can't, like, le- look for the relationship to fill a void, even though people do that. Like a healthy dynamic. And it's also you, you're not – I don't – really believe that you're always cured either, right? I have to constantly do work. My Monday morning motivation, I meet my shrink, right? I meet my therapist. I'm very close to my therapist. I take pride in, in my therapy because I think I'm at the the point in my life where I've seen therapies worked in my life, right? Look, I did the work through the alcoholism. I haven't had a drink, God willing, in 10 years. I had major fucking commitment issues my whole life with women, and I was obsessed with alcoholism and women and all the whatever else I can be obsessed with and it helped me get away from them right so it worked so now I'm like holy shit all the other stuff I want to work on I'm like line them up I can't wait till Monday morning to talk to my therapist because the therapy's worked for me right it's worked for me so if it works why wouldn't now I'm, you know sometimes I can't be obsessive now I'm just like obsessed with therapy like I'm a fucking maybe that's your new addiction maybe it's one of them because like look I want to go spill my guts every Monday and my therapist is never going to judge me he's heard he's, he's helped people through similar experiences right and I want to talk to somebody who's not going to judge me and who's going to just give me advice of something they've helped somebody else through or been through it themselves right it's tough to take advice from somebody who has no fucking idea what they're talking about in that certain situation Right? And that's what I like about my therapist. You're not married to any therapist. I've been through how many? Seven? I probably had, I think I had seven therapists. We've had, you've had quite a few too, right? You're not married to the therapist. Am I not getting deep enough? Mm-mm. So what was, you love therapy now, but Am what I was, in the chair right now? What was challenging? Can you just tell me you're putting me in the chair? You're I'm, in the chair. Okay. Accept I'm it. I'm in the chair. So when you first started therapy, like with me to work on your commitment issues, what was difficult about it? Like now you love it, but you didn't love Being it honest then. with myself that I had a problem with it and that I could, that I was totally scared of committing and I didn't know how to commit because it wasn't, it wasn't, I, I didn't know commitment. You never saw it. I it never wasn't saw it. It wasn't, you. I just didn't, I wasn't familiar with me. I didn't know like your parents could be together for 
30 years. So I don't mean like that, but still like yeah, I, don't, yeah. I didn't. So for me, it was like I just knew a different way and I thought that that was normal. normal. You know, looking back now, it's, it wasn't normal. You know, it's not normal, you know, but. But how did therapy help you get there? The process of therapy. Well, it looked to see where I, it was my, my piece and everything, I think, right? I had to find, I had to look to see where I was the problem. Like with alcoholism, right? The alcohol was just. The band-aid. Well, it was just like my cure, right? I drank because I thought it would kill the pain, but really I was just running from like being responsible or like running from all the things I was scared of or my resentments and my, my deepest and darkest secrets and my guilt and. You know, that shit made me drink a lot and made me drink more. And I got into this cycle cycle of where I couldn't stop drinking. And thank God I, I was introduced to AA early. I think I always knew I had a place to run to when my alcoholism got too bad, right? Because, I mean, I drank since I was 14, I think. I was 15 years old, I drank. But seeing what it could do, I, I'm very lucky that my mother put AA down my throat my whole life, right? Because I knew in the back of my head at some point it's just going to get really bad and I, I have a place to go. That was like my safe house. Even though I hated it growing up, I ended up 10 years without alcoholism next month. It's a fucking big one for me. I couldn't, I couldn't get 10. I couldn't put 10 days together 11 years ago. 10 hours without drinking. So. Is AA similar to therapy for you? Well, that's what I'm saying. AA introduced me. So what they say in AA, like, look, you got to consistently live by the principles and stuff, but it opened up therapy. I was in therapy my whole life through the ADHD, through psych children's psychologists, children's psychiatrists, children's therapy, family therapy, counseling, right? I I was thought I was messed up because I was always thrown in those situations. But when I had, when you had opened me up to it. I had reached out to a couple of therapists and I saw them and I was going, but I feel like even right now, I don't even know if I'm getting deep enough for you because I know you want to get deep, but I, I had felt that I was able through my journey with AA, I was able to look at a lot of my stuff yeah. and able to face a lot of them. I didn't face my commitment issue stuff till about four or five years ago, right? And that was kind of the last, one of the one of my made last major issues, vices or issues, whatever the fuck they're called, that I had to work through. But Therapy, just looking at where I was the issue and where I had a piece in everything and looking at where, why I viewed things that way. Without being blamed, sorry to interrupt you, but I think that's a really important thing to talk about too. Like people are afraid to go to therapy and talk about how they fucked up or how they were wrong. But a good therapist and real therapy, the person is never blamed for what they did. It's just looked at. What was your history like? What patterns are you playing out? Why is this familiar to you? Why is maybe infidelity or commitment issues comfortable for you? Was it in your past? It's not like, I remember the first time we went to this therapist, he actually sat me down and he said, Lila, if you're going to see TJ as the asshole, this is never going to work. This journey is to explore why both of you did this dance and why why and how you want to commit moving forward. And I was I like, love David. Huh, that's interesting. Like, you know, and we really were able to he, work through it and he, it actually made us closer like the process of tj getting vulnerable of you getting vulnerable and myself getting vulnerable you know i wasn't perfect either i had to i didn't leave early enough i was insecure i wanted to maybe have marriage and kids for you know a little bit of filling my own void or not feeling enough so then if i had a ring on my finger i would be enough there was i had my own insecurities right and working through that that process with you also made me see 
it wasn't about me and I am enough. Like yeah. your commitment issues actually issue had nothing, nothing to, do to do with, with me. You. It's not your problem. It's my own issue. And that was healing for me. And my childhood had to play into my issues. So when you explore all of that in therapy from a really non-judgmental place, yeah. you, you almost feel like safe to talk about like the pain and it, you're supported in that process but if not you, made if wrong if you're new to therapy though some like for me it, it took me a while because i at first i felt attacked and you know i'm very defensive right i mean i have that sixth sense i'm, I'm always ready to fucking go at it if i feel that anxiety right so i i get that why yeah, that's a good way to put it that you can't feel blamed or ashamed right or well you you can maybe you will but the th- a good therapist will never blame you it's just understanding if patterns in your life are not serving you why are you still playing them out why are you still engaging in unhealthy behaviors why are you still engaging in toxic behaviors because usually when you walk into the door you want to change something right or else you wouldn't be there so it's gently looking at why not saying you're wrong or you're bad or you're a piece of shit right it's why is this why, happening in your life you and how can we fix it? How can we help you get right. there so to, to a place where you don't have to do that? Right. And you, I think you gained a lot of insight as to why you had issues with alcohol and women through therapy, right? And you Absolutely. didn't you didn't feel attacked in our therapeutic process with our therapist. Yeah. That was a big part. That's a big part of why you like him and trust him. He's got me. my back. Yeah. And he saved our marriage. I mean, he helped. I mean, we did the work. We constantly do the work. But he's helping. He's well, he us. got us to get married. We weren't married because you wouldn't marry me, remember? But he, he helped us get married. That was one of our biggest issues. Commitment. Commitment. And when, now we're married. And now I'm a commitment phobe. No, commitment jo- jockey? I'm a commitment junkie. Junkie. Commitment. So now I'm going to put you on the spot one more time because okay. this is fun for me. This is like a little role reversal. So what is the payoff? Someone that was afraid and fearful of commitment his whole life. What's the payoff of finally committing and having a family? And like, the, why the, is the it worth it? The total value and feeling of it. That, that's taught. I mean, the fulfillment to me is, look, if I have the four of us on an island, I'm okay. Right? And that really... The four of us meeting well, your boys and myself. Lila, Cole, Daniel, and me. I don't mean like that, but like, look, in yeah, our home, yeah. like I could be trapped with us forever as long as... I'm taking care. I mean, you know, like I, I want to be there and like take care of you guys. Like that's my big, that's one of my whys. And I realized like the family love and through all this journey of how special it is, right? Like I didn't realize that. Like it's fucking the, the best thing in the world. So now I, I don't ever want to jeopardize that either, right? Because that's to me, that that's that, that's my why, right? Family, God, and I love my what I do in career, right? But that's me, honey. How did I answer that? Hold on. Did I get vulnerable? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Don't you guys think? See, I think I'm being vulnerable the whole time. I'm not. See, that's the issue. I don't know. Like, maybe I don't know. Like, I get had anxiety this whole fucking conversation. (laughs) I feel like, to me, I've been vulnerable the whole time. Right? Well, I think you... No, you know what it is? It's like commitment issues, alcoholism. There's always like this negative. Like, it's like... Why were you like that? But that's not what you it's you, not what we're you saying. Always, he's so defensive. Like you I am. Feel. I was just saying that. Like I, yeah. and I can understand taking for somebody who was like, fuck therapy. I'm not fucked up. I've already worked through my issues. I've been through the program. I've been sober, you know, five years. I've worked, you know, and then AA, Godwin was able to open me up. We had met and we had talked about it. Like when you're in the time of your life, when you attract, like the, in the place of your life, you attract the people you want to be around, right? Like, I don't know. It's like the laws of attraction. You had said something about that. It's like when you're in a time in your life, like you want to, you're going to attract certain things or certain people in your we life. We attract where we're at. We attract where we're at, right? Yeah. And we had met. Do you remember the first night we met? Yep. I opened right up. 
You got vulnerable that night. Did I? Well, yeah. But like, even they're blaming our, their wife for it. At our wedding, like, our story, like, came up in, like, my best friend's speech and, like, my dad's speech. And I was like, this is so awesome. Like, we're a couple that really worked through. Like, I have so many clients that, like, you know, they're in their 20s and their boyfriend just cheated on them and they're so angry and they're so... And it's like, they have no hope. They think that, like, it's... You know, and I can tell if, like, the person's wanting to really change and become faithful and if they really feel guilty and remorse or if they're like a scumbag usually like looking back not being in it no emotions involved being older having gone through it on like both ends in my life but like it's not it's hard to like work through that shit but I think people think that it's like impossible you know what I mean or like you can't work through that or you know like if someone cheats on you or if somebody has commitment issues it's done it's over if the person wants to change and like the other person's receptive to that. You can really get through anything. You can get through anything. You really can. So I think, like, that's why it's important for him to be vulnerable on this. It's like people can see, like, oh, this can really help. Wow, I feel like shit in my marriage, especially with COVID right now. Like, a lot of people are struggling individually in their marriage. Like, they did it. Someone else can do it. I've always come from that school of, like, this is great. Like, I remember my friend after a wedding was calling me crying and she's like, I'm so miserable and your wedding was so inspirational. Like, I'm going to therapy. It was literally like in our speeches, like, mm-hmm. you know, like the work we did. The proof's in the pudding. And he was a little embarrassed and I was like, yes, like go us. And we're going to have a five-year vow renewal because we got married at such a beautiful place and I want to go back. We got Ritz-Carlton married at the Ritz-Carlton in Key Biscayne, which is only like 10 minutes And we took a vacation here, and the reason we got married there is because the Daniel was talking Spanish to the woman who ran out of the, at the ice cream shop. He was running off of the pool. Around I'm the in pool. the thing. He was running around, and he came back with the woman who ran like the operations. The operations of, of, of like ceremony. Not ceremonies. Like their banquet. The banquet manager came over, and she speaks Spanish to Daniel. And he's like, I'm the banquet manager. I'm like, how much it costs to get married here? Just curious. Well, he was asking her for ice cream. Asking her for ice cream, but I'm like, I'm like, we were having such a good time here, and like, it was just great. It's Miami, but it's not, you know. So. So Daniel was the one that said, "You guys should get married here," and then we did. So, and that's why I always was attracted to, like, that's why I was able to do this journey with you too, is because, like, from my past, it was like people aren't inherently bad. People aren't inherently wrong. People have shit in their lives, and. Mm-hmm. It creates them acting out in certain ways, but they're not, like, bad or assholes for that. And always see the phoenix through the fire. So if someone wants to change, give them a chance. Give them, like, give them chances. Keep giving. Like, people can really, you know, people always say, do you think people can actually change? I'm like, yeah, I'm a the therapist. I the see fire. it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, people can change if they want to. I think that's an important. You have to have the willingness. You have to have the willingness change, to get better. Can. The willingness to change. Mm-hmm. The willingness, strength, and hope. Mm-hmm. But it can be done. With a good therapist and and the willingness to change, it can be done. It will be done. Usually, I'd help promote your business, but you're not taking on any more clients right now. No, therapists are very full these days, yeah, unfortunately. With is, COVID, there's it's a lot of psychiatric mm-hmm. issues out there right now. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we were able to help some people who are struggling today with relationships and being vulnerable. If you guys have questions or want to hit me up about how to be fucking vulnerable, I guess I'm the vulnerable guy now. And I, and I do know a lot of therapists, so reach out to Yeah, we got a good, big network. If you guys need help, let us know. We'll, we'll definitely There are therapists up. that don't have wait lists right now. And, and, and you're not married people. to your therapist. If you don't like it the first couple of times, don't let that be your bad experience, right? Bad shrinkage, right? There's always and you're not weak for going. It's actually yeah, strength. It's just, yeah, strength. You're not a tough guy unless you get vulnerable, right, honey? Yep. All right. See you next time. Thanks, honey. Are you going to come on again? Sure. Okay, love you.